Welcome to Sportscast. I'm Joey Goodzer. I'm Michael Rope. And we're recording this episode 2.4 on Wednesday, January 28th, 2020. Uh, there are certainly some big things to talk about this week in national sports. But first, Michael, as always, will give you some scout scores. Yes, we have a lot going on this week. Boys basketball has a big game against Stevenson tonight in the comp gym. They lost 51, or I guess it would be 37-51 to 51 to Lindblom on the day after a throwing win over Libertyville last week. Girls beat Mundelein 46-30 to 30 last night and will face Loyola on the road tomorrow. Cheerleading has sectionals this weekend at Niles West. Gymnastics has, a co- has conference at Stevenson tomorrow. And after winning the Winter, classes, winter Classic game against St. Vider last week, the boys' hockey will begin their playoff season against Libertyville at home on Friday. Girls hockey beat Glenbrook 4-1 on Monday and will take on Maine this Sunday. And we wish the Lake Forest dance team good luck as they head to Nationals this weekend. And the last two sports are boys swimming and diving. will be up against Libertyville tomorrow. And wrestling will also take on Libertyville tomorrow. So that's what I got. Yeah, lots of stuff going on. Lots of things wrapping, wrapping up. Um, we do not have any gear up this week. Uh, we will in the future. Let us know if you if you want that. Um just email us, sportscoutspodcast at gmail.com. Um, the big team, I guess, we have to shout out this week is the Lake Forest High School dance team as they head to nationals. As always, that's a big deal. So thanks, Michael. That was Scout Scores. If you want more on the latest in LFHS sports, check out the latest articles in the Forest Scout. There's going to be more coming out here. Um, the Forest Scout in general is going to be rebooting and a lot more active very, very soon here now that we're really into the third week, I guess, of the semester. Yeah, so semester so yeah. things will start moving uh so we're excited for that if you didn't hear the sport you wanted to hear or we screwed up in some way just send in the scores and informative news to the email as i just said sportscoutspodcast at gmail.com so michael can give it a shout out so let's move on to national sports um we usually have our structure of the show where we go in and show me what you've got in the news but um it's no secret that there's only one thing that show me what you've got could be this week so uh, both of our show me what you've got is really the story that has unfortunately really taken over this week in sports which is um, the untimely passing of Kobe Bryant um, his daughter Gianna and um, seven others who were on a helicopter on Sunday in California and um that tragically crashed um, and resulted in this uh, very, very shocking news that has really uh, taken over the world of sports, and um, it's, you know, the, the impact of it is still being felt right now. Yeah, I mean, my main thoughts and prayers go out to, I mean, all the families involved. I mean, we've heard so much about Kobe and his younger, and his young daughter, um, Gianna, but, I mean, the other families, too, I just feel just the same amount of um, I mean, I feel I feel terrible for I mean all the families involved, and it's just it's just a, such a, it's such a sad situation. And I mean, but for Kobe, I mean, and his wife Vanessa, I mean, Kobe, I mean, he did something. He he went out, I mean, doing something that he loved, and he I mean, took he took being a dad I guess over everything else. I mean, he had all the accolades on the court. I mean, are some argue he could be I mean the first or second greatest player of all time, but I mean the thing that he loved the most was being a dad, and that's what he did. I mean, he was going to. Um, with his daughter and, and the other other ones that that died, they they had a basketball game at Kobe's facility that they were playing a game on uh, a game at later that day, and I mean that just shows that Kobe. I mean he was always there for his family, and I just I mean I just feel terrible if I'm if I'm his wife to have those three 
other girls. I mean, they just gave birth this past summer to an, to their, I guess um, it was their fourth, but now it's just those three girls with their mom and without their dad and, and their other um, sibling. I mean, that, I just feel terrible for them. And then the other families too, it's the same thing. It's just such a tragic situation, but it makes you, it makes you like reflect on, I mean, I guess your, I mean, my, my your own life and I guess my own life, everybody else um, probably had the same um, feeling, I guess, that you just have to cherish every day, every minute and things like this. I mean, doesn't matter who you are anything can happen to anybody and it just you just gotta i mean it makes you take a step back and be like oh god i gotta really if i didn't um talk to if i had a grudge against one person one day i mean shoot maybe i i should i should make up with them because it's just it's, it's meaningless in the end and i mean life's so precious and it, i just really I mean, that's really it really touched me i guess knowing that kobe Bryant, he's just such a magnificent person player but i mean anything can happen to anybody and nobody would have thought at that age that he would be leaving um, this earth but I mean it could happen to anybody and it's just really it's just a sad situation right it's still so shocking I woke up pretty late on Sunday um, so I basically missed the whole news cycle of all the information coming out and basically just found out all at once right when I was uh, waking up and you know I'm yeah. still shocked by it just I know it just doesn't seem real just because of how uh, you know untimely it is um, he was reaching probably what was going to be a beautiful second act of his life after his yeah. career was over. He was becoming a great, you know, a represent, he re- really represented what the family man in professional sports is. And he was starting to achieve on a new level. He had just won an Oscar a couple yeah. years ago for his short film. Uh-huh. There was so much happening. He was coaching his daughters, um, becoming a great advocate for women's basketball. So many great things that he had started to build in his life. And um, it's unfortunate that that all has to come to an end far too soon. Yeah. Um, and yeah, obviously, as you said, thoughts go out to everybody involved in the crash. There's, you know, there's a lot of family and a lot of friends who are impacted by it. Obviously, one of those people has an impact that stretches mm-hmm. very, very heavily into an entire city and across the country. Um, and that's still being felt. But, you know, we can't forget, obviously, that there's all of them. Um, and I guess, unfortunately, you know, the, these tragedies are unfortunate, but the, the positive things that we can take out of them are what they teach us and um, how they build us out of it. I don't think um, the sports world has ever been so united as they have been this week yeah. in uh, paying their respects to um, these lives that we lost. Um, that's still being felt. We're sitting here on uh, Wednesday and tonight um, the boys basketball game against Stevenson um, the Scout Nation theme is uh, Kobe Bryant appreciation and they're encouraging everybody to wear their 8 and 24 jerseys in honor of him and of course across the league in the games that they did play um, there have been the, the 8 second and 24 second uh, yeah that's a classy gesture by all the teams that have classy gestures unfortunately you know Kobe probably would have wanted the Lakers to continue playing, but it... It's too much emotion, I feel like, yeah. ...obvious that it was going to be way too hard to yeah. do that, especially, you know, between them and the Clippers and yeah. Staples Center. Just, it would have been... Too much, yeah. Um, so they, they canceled that, and the Lakers will be playing on Friday, I think, is when... Yeah, against the Blazers, I believe. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that, that'll still be an emotional day. It's just crazy. Um, for me, I guess the biggest thing that Kobe Bryant meant to me was he represented an era of NBA basketball that I will cherish for a very, very long time. One that I hope we can start to evolve back to. 
um, a time where there were a lot of stars who um, were loyal to teams, loyal to cities, and had this grit to them um, and competitiveness to win. And uh, Kobe certainly represented that. And, um, you know, right all the way, you know, he started to fall off near the end of his career, but then gave us that beautiful 61-point game in his last game of his career, which does not seem yeah. that long ago at all. That seemed yeah. like yesterday. I was watching that. I think I'm sure you did, too, on ESPN when they um, when they played it back. Yeah, I think that was the day after. Um, it was on Monday, I believe it was. And, yeah, that was just – I mean, that was – it was just – the last two minutes of that game, he just took over that that game, and the 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 moment that got me the most was after he hit that huge shot to take the lead against the game was against the Jazz, so they were up like 98, 97, and then the wink that he gave to his family and then to Gigi, his daughter. I mean, that just I mean that really got me. It's like wow, and just to think that both of them are now gone, it's just it's just it's just crazy. His daughter being gone is something that should not be. Uh, I know. Not only not be forgotten, but should be noted in its own right because it seemed like, you know, one of the things that in the development of women's basketball, um, yeah, Kobe was the guy that was there, well, and, was his, the and his daughter too. Had so much aspiration. Yeah. Was so talented and definitely yeah. had that same basketball bug uh-huh. in her. Yeah. And it looked like the biggest thing that the WNBA needed was some real star power, and that was going to be the way it happened. And she seemed like what was going to be this really, really amazing force for that league, for women's basketball and all of that, and the fact that that's not even going to happen and she's gone at 13 years old is just, uh, it's, it's unimaginable. Yeah. So I just realized this right now, which is absolutely insane, that we're sitting here recording episode 2.4. Kobe Bryant wore the number 24 along with the number 8. So um, obviously if we can send out a tribute to him in any way, that's it for sure. Um, you know, everybody's been um, paying their respects in some way. He's definitely had a long-term impact um, on sports in a way that not many others athletes, uh, many other athletes have. Yeah, and also, yeah, also on. I was watching another on Twitter. I think I saw it another clip from when he was on Jimmy Kimmel. I think it was either it wasn't that long ago that he was on there, and then some uh, Jimmy Kimmel asked him. He's like, "Well, are you gonna have another another boy to carry on your legacy?" And then he's like, "Well, no, my my daughter's got it. I mean, she's." Right. People whenever they come up to me, I mean, she's always, she's like he's always he's said like she was right next to me and they're like you're gonna have another boy to carry on the the mama mentality and then and then he's like I mean the his daughter was right there and she's like no I got this and that's just the kind of passion he had for his daughter that I mean he was always there for for her and then his wife and his other daughters I mean it just showed what kind of a person he was that he was that he really wanted to I mean for Gigi to advance women's basketball like you said and then she really I mean she was the one to. I mean, I guess carry on that basketball legacy, and it's just—I mean, it's just—it's so heartbreaking because right. even the like UConn players, because that was the school she liked the most. I mean, right. they were all Kobe was their idol. I mean, like so many other people, that was the person they looked up to the most, and he was just such—he was just such a—I mean, just impactful figure for so many, and that's what just makes it so hard. But I mean, the tributes—the tributes stretch everywhere. Um, the first thing that I ended up seeing was actually, you know, long-time topic of the show. Um, Tiger Woods finishing yeah, yeah. the tournament this week. Um, not knowing until Joey LaCava, his uh, caddy, told him as they were walking off the 18th green. Yeah, he's um, like, excuse me, is what? Right. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was I, I'm, really I'm, sad. I'm not really happy with the fact that, you know, that, that, that conversation is so public. I know. Um, you know, he did, he did have that performance. 
Um, there's just there's so many uh, different tributes going on right now. Um, you know, there, there's there's a unique generational impact that this guy's had, and I think the two things that I would leave us with is you know the Mamba mentality is a thing that will be forever, and you know this this is a reminder more than anything, um, and the way that he would have wanted it to be would it be for us to keep putting our heads down and keep grinding on whatever you have to do um, in life to. Uh, continue to improve and succeed so I guess um, it's only fitting for us to continue to do that and then also um, you know the, the biggest thing is um, there's there's just there's just a unique impact that he has where only a few have only yeah. a few have um, la- uh, yesterday I, I don't remember I saw I saw it on the boys basketball um, socials but I, I don't remember which class was doing it but they were doing uh, Kobe paper tosses. Oh, I think it was Scout Nation, maybe. It was uh, I think Scout Nation. Was, was on there. Was I think, but it was retweeted. I think from. Yeah. I think it was I love hoops. I mean the boys yeah. teams. Yeah. Page, I don't but. For which class it was, but it was it was on the twenty fourth minute of every hour they were doing, um, Kobe tosses in the recycling bin, and obviously you know I think that that's, the biggest thing that you know he holds that unique place in in our generation you know. I don't think we're ever going to say any other name whenever we do that for the rest of our lives. So, um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to miss this one yeah. for sure. And then with, as, oh yeah, go ahead. And then with the All-Star game coming up in two weeks, I mean, it'll be you, – you know there's going to be a, a massive tribute across the NBA. And with that being here in Chicago, that's really going to touch home here. And then we've seen already even at home do you, at the UC they had um, – the I mean the the Sears Tower I guess or the Willis Tower I guess now um, they've had the the purple and the gold um, lit up on the on the Sears Tower which is yeah across the country and then the UC two had the same colors and the picture of Kobe on on the outside the outside entrance and so I mean he's just, he's touched so many so many cities fan so many fans all I mean people from I mean multiple generations I mean he's just he's just such a dy- dynamite person that he really it, it's it's hard to it's hard to describe, but I mean, he was just one of those few people that really could impact so many that even if he didn't meet him, he could still have, impact them. We have all these debates between, you know, who's the greatest basketball player of all time. Yeah. And it's probably the number one most common sports talk debate. And Over any other sport, yeah. I think that what we often forget is I would say the only, one of the only athletes who even <laughs> compares to Michael Jordan in terms of impact is definitely Kobe. Yeah. I think that we have this, you know, we have the skill conversation and we talk about Jordan and LeBron and we definitely leave Kobe out of the conversation, but I think where he uniquely enters the conversation above LeBron, above almost anybody else is in terms of how he's impacted a generation, impacted a city, and that's definitely being shown here. Yeah. We talked last week about unanimous Hall of Fame um, candidates um, in, you know, baseball with Derek Jeter. And it was pretty clear that he was going to go in. Yeah. Um, very, very this year. Yeah. Here in the NBA Hall of Fame, into the Basketball Hall of Fame, and um, that will probably happen even more so this year. Um, and it's just unfortunate that we can't see him make that walk himself. Um, you know, it's just heartbreaking to see yeah. everything lately. Um, and I mean, yeah, just seeing seeing everything from you know Shaq's. Um, speech on the pregame show on TNT last night, just everything. So, yeah, that's yeah. the big story this week. And, you know, there's there's a reason why we've been talking about it for this long because there's just been so much to it. So uh, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant, Gigi, 
and the others that were involved with this. Uh, and all the yeah. that were involved. So, yep. So next we're going to move into our let's sit down segment. Um, we have a Super Bowl roundtable with uh, Dish co-hosts and halftime podcast co-hosts Wilson Irvin and Luke Davis, where we're going to preview the Super Bowl and kind of change up the tone a little bit. So, um, yeah, look forward to that. And for now, uh, rest in peace, Kobe. Welcome to the Let's Sit Down segment. Uh, we are joined by some uh, two uh, new new writers this year on the Forest Scout who have definitely made their impact for sure. They have a big uh, week this week with both um, of their shows um, coming out here. You guys just had an episode of The Dish coming out. Yes. So Dish co-hosts. Also, um, you guys participate in the Halftime Podcast, which there's a new episode on college football just about to drop pretty mm-hmm. soon here um but yeah we're, we bring them in the studio um so let's welcome wilson Irvin, luke davis Thanks. how are you guys doing i'm doing good how are you joey good good to see you guys uh we're here to talk super bowl just get all set up here because um yeah super bowl big week. 54 is coming and we got an exciting um i would say intriguing new matchup um, between two new teams is definitely kind of the start of, I feel like, a new era as far as Super yeah. Bowls are concerned, I'm for sure. I'm really glad the Patriots aren't in it this year. Yeah, I mean, that's yes. that's the big thing nationally, I guess, right? Yeah, finally some two new teams because Mahomes was so close last year, and then the support Niners come out of nowhere this year, which is I mean, it's great for the game because, like you said, yeah, with Brady finally no Patriots in this game, it's, it's I think it's good for football to finally have mm-hmm. a new two new teams. So hopefully, right. hopefully we get a good game to treat us, but – Mm-hmm. To be determined, I guess. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I guess one thing to get started right here, um, we're going to start with some recap of how the NFL playoffs have gone. Um, already getting into it, into it with the Patriots, but I guess we can start in the AFC in general, obviously having the Chiefs coming out on top and entering the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Um, are there any exciting things to that stand out to you guys as far as how that side of the playoffs has looked? I mean, well, I just – um, to be honest, Mahomes is, like, I think he's on a different level this year of his mm-hmm. play calling. And, like, even though coming back from the injury, 
and like everything that he's been doing this year is I think twice as better than he has been last year. And again, like Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and that they did lose Kareem Hunt, but I think that they have they haven't ran the ball as much. When I think that actually has improved their offense a little bit. And I think, but the scary part for me is their defense. I mean, even additions like Tyron Matthew to the team, but they still, I don't know. I guess they worry me a little bit when playing mm-hmm. such a force of an offense with Jimmy Garoppolo, Raheem Mostert, and just a great overall 49ers team. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for me especially, I feel like, you know, we've been waiting to see when Patrick Mahomes was really going to break through. I mean, the Chiefs in general, but especially him, and this has definitely been the year. And I think, you know, Michael and I talked about probably the biggest story of the playoffs um, was definitely the Tennessee Titans. Of yeah. course. Um, it's hard not to mention them, but, yeah. I mean, in the end, um, it definitely was Patrick Mahomes on a new level. Mm-hmm. Luke, yeah, for sure. uh, yeah, Luke, go ahead. Yeah, uh, well, I, w- I was going to go ahead and say the Titans as well because um, they were counted out pretty much from the start. No one had them beating the Patriots, um, and then they beat the Patriots, and then th- I think the Ravens were two touchdown favorites um, over the Titans as well, um, and they upset them too. So I think – like you said, Mahomes is the big storyline in the AFC, um, but I think people shouldn't overlook the Titans because that was a pretty incredible run as well. Especially with Derrick Henry, like I, if he continues to play the wood, like the way that he's been playing, like throughout his career, like right, you're talking about probably a top ten running back all time. Well, for sure, especially yeah. because I think the biggest thing that everybody talked about with him is the lack of what was around him and how he really brought the Titans as far as as far as they went so it'll be interesting to see if maybe a team starts to build around him then how dangerous he could be because mm-hmm. he was definitely a threat just on yeah. his own yeah, um, the first thing is the Titans have to re-sign him because his contract's up same with Tannehill so mm-hmm. I'm sure both of them will be back next year but they got to start with um, Derrick Henry first of course yeah. they, mm-hmm. because you got to build around him but and they yeah, what a run for the Titans and they'll definitely be they have a great a great defense too mm-hmm. and their O-line has been there for Henry all season long and have a I mean, to have a guy like that behind them, I mean, it makes you want to work, like, five times as hard. So they're definitely going to be a team that will be right back next year. So good things ahead for the Titans. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Okay, so I think that that's definitely um, good for the AFC. As far as the NFC side of things, um, for me, I feel like it's really just the 49ers really taking care of business and just yeah. um, dominating the way that they were um, – s- w- the way that it was starting to look like they were supposed to. Um and they really took care of things and seem to be cruising into Miami here. Um, anything else you guys would like to point out? I don't know. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I guess, had a great, a great season as always. Mm-hmm, for sure. But and you know, the Seahawks, just like there, there's nothing. There's not really a standout team, I guess you could say, in the NFC other than the Forty right. ers for me. But you know, <laughs> I'm not like. There's really no nothing much yeah. about the NFC. Yeah, the yeah, NFC could have sure. went either way because <coughs> it was yeah. that last play, week 17, against mm-hmm. the 49ers against the Seahawks, and they were, like, an inch away from, mm-hmm. like, being the one seed, and yeah. they dropped to the five. So there's just so mm-hmm. many good teams in the NFC, and it'll be the same mm-hmm. next year and years to come. There's mm-hmm. just, there's at least, like, eight teams every year that could probably be Super Bowl contenders in the NFC. Yeah. 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 We'll see how things shake up with that. Um, okay, so I think we should probably just move right into this game here. So coming up on Sunday – we got Super Bowl 49 between the Kansas City Chiefs and us, uh, San Francisco 49ers. Um, first of all, anything you guys would like to point out about these two teams and what are their strengths and weaknesses going into this matchup? 
Well, I mean, obviously, you have the Chiefs offense, but mm-hmm. going against a very good 49ers defense with weapons like Richard Sherman. And, like, I think I think that is what's going to make the difference in the game is how well Mahomes is going to play against such a great defense. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's tr- in terms of defenses he's faced so far, I mean, you have the Titans, which is like, okay. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the Texans, and they had the bye, so they've had a shorter playoff season. So I guess this is definitely um, the most powerful defense they've faced. So yeah. mm-hmm. that really is a big thing to look out for is to see how they can um, – see if they can continue to perform on a high level when they're up against um, a very, very good defense that the 49ers yeah. have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it'll also be interesting. The 49ers, they don't they don't have their corners play on a man. They have them play a side of the field. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that'll be a big factor on whatever side Tyreek Hill is on because obviously Richard Sherman's their best corner. Mm-hmm. Um, so depending on how often he's matched up against him, um, I think that'll be interesting as well. Yeah. It'll definitely be interesting. As far as the, like, on a schematic level, that's probably the biggest thing that I'm looking at, too, for sure. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they move guys around and um, find some space. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, it's like a track team out there for the Chiefs, so it's just yeah. any for any team to stop them. But, I mean, the 49ers, they've been battle-tested all year long. They've, they've had, mm-hmm. they had such a tough schedule down the stretch, too. And they, I mean, they gave up a lot of points against the Saints in that game. But after that game, they really tightened it up. Even against the, the Ravens, they only gave up, like, 20 they lost that game, but they only gave up like 23. It was kind of a sloppy day, but still they showed that they could stop the, I mean, what's going to be the MVP, Lamar Jackson. And then even last week against the Packers, I mean, the Packers looked really good the week before, and they put the clamps on Aaron Rodgers too. So that definitely uh, it'll be, like Wilson said, uh, the best offense versus the best defense. And we're, we're really in, we're in for a treat, I think. Yeah, so. those, yeah. those matchups are always so much fun, at least um, in my opinion, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, and all season, everyone's – pretty much kind of the 49ers out in the big games. Um, <coughs> they've always added them and picked whoever they were playing. Uh, and the 49ers, for the most part, have come out on top or have put up a fight, like against the Ravens. Um, so I think that I, I don't think it'll change necessarily. I think the 49ers will still put up a fight um, no matter what. And I think that the Chiefs' offensive line has to play really well against a strong defensive line mm-hmm. uh, for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially with Nick Bosa out there. That's I'd true. Yeah, Very and one more thing for Jimmy Garoppolo too. Like, it'll be interesting to see if, let's say, the 49ers go down like two touchdowns early because they've been running the ball so much. So we we'll have to see if he can keep up with Mahomes if they go down early because they've it's been it's been Raheem Mostert, Tevin Coleman, and um, Matt, Matt Breda. So they I mean they haven't really had to rely on Garoppolo, but if they need him, I think we saw in the Saints game that he can be that guy still like the quarterback, the gunslinger. So. It'll be I mean, on the bigger stage now. We'll, we'll have to see if he can still keep up with Mahomes, but that's another storyline, I guess, to look out for. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, also going off of that, Garoppolo's only thrown 208 passing yards. Right. <laughs> Throughout the postseason, he's only it's had crazy. one touchdown. He's yeah. had one pick. So, like, I mean, I wouldn't say he hasn't proved himself in the playoffs yet because, again, they've been running the ball to Raheem Mostert and all their f- other weapons that they have on offense. So For sure. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see what happens with that because um, – yeah, as, as you guys pointed out, um, Jimmy Garoppolo has proven himself in games where he's had to, but that hasn't been, you know, that's been few and far between. So if he does have to step up, especially in a quarterback matchup against Patrick Mahomes out of every quarterback in the league, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got a lot to handle. So we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I think last thing here, just wrap this up. Um, the only way you can, um, who you're picking, what's the score, and lastly – 
what's kind of the headline of this NFL season coming to an end here? What's kind of the big thing? Well, I mean, of course, the pick. I'm I'm going with the Chiefs here. I mm. feel like their offense is, again, too overpowered. I mean, last time we saw an overpowered offense play, like a really good defense, was the national championship for college football. Right. We saw that turned out. Joe Burrow beating Clemson. Uh, so I feel like, I guess you could say Patrick Mahomes is the Joe Burrow of the NFL, where he's, like, unstoppable. So I feel like the Chiefs will pull one out. I'm guessing I'll go 38-28 mm-hmm. and something like that. And then I guess you could say, is it the headline? Yeah. The headline of the season. I don't know. I mean, you could go Derrick Henry. Like just yeah. Being, just being, like, the rushing king, and he's having the rushing title, and I think – I think that it's ma- it's a matter of will he perform the same next year when whether or not the Titans will improve who's around him. Cool. Yeah. All right. Luke? Uh, I'm going to say 35-31 Chiefs. Um, I think that the Chiefs offense is just too good for the 49ers. Um, mm-hmm. But I think Jimmy Garoppolo will be forced to play well, and I think he will play well and will establish himself as one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Um but I think the headline for the year would will would be similar to the college football, which is uh, offense wins championships. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that th- this season and both seasons, um, offenses have really been wh- – whatever teams have had the best offenses have really done the best, um, like the Ravens and the Chiefs. Um, so I think the headline would be offense wins championships, not defense wins championships. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Michael? Yeah, so I'm also going to go Chiefs. I'm going to say a little a little less scoring, maybe 31-28, just because of how good the 49ers defense is. But I think Mahomes will get his first. And same with Andy Reid, because I think that's the storyline of the year if he does win. Andy Reid finally getting that Super Bowl win. Because he's had the most wins like without a Super Bowl in like, NFL history. I believe in playoff wins, I mean, mm-hmm. um, in NFL history. So he's way overdue for a Super Bowl. He's just been – and everyone, I mean, loves him as a coach. And he's he would he deserves this one, and I think he will – finally get it this year in 2020 so if, if he wins it the storyline of the year would be Andy Reid and yeah Patrick Holmes, I guess for sure um okay for me I think that this game is very it definitely depends on um the first quarter and how uh Patrick Mahomes gets settled in early um obviously there's you know there's the omnipresent truce of you know playing in a championship game in a Super Bowl and um, dealing with all the pressures of that. But I think the big thing is definitely adjusting to the 49ers defense. We're going to see um, – I feel like I feel like the, sl- the start for the, s- for the Chiefs will be slow, so we'll see how the 49ers offense can take advantage of that before I think Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are really going to start to pick things up later on. Um, so that's really going to decide the game early, um, depending on which direction that goes. Um, for me, I feel like it's definitely a close mid-range game. Um, I'm definitely rooting for the Chiefs, um, but I, f- I feel like you guys are all going the offensive direction. I'm gonna I'm gonna go defense here, but I do think you guys are right in that the bigger development is the offense is improving. Um, I I got 49ers in this one just simply because I think their defense is so overpowering, and I'm also just worried about um, the presence of the Chiefs defense. I think that they're gonna have they're gonna have a very very um, key role in this game. So I'm going 49ers. It's going to be a similar kind of 38-35 um, kind of score, mid, mid-range mid score game, but that's basically where I'm going with this. So mm-hmm. there we go. All right, anybody else have anything? 
No. No. Nothing. All right. Perfect. Thank you guys for being on the show. Yeah, this thanks was guys awesome. For, thank you for having, for having us. Yeah. Looking forward to a good game Sunday. Yeah. Halftime podcast. So give it a listen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Make sure to give that a listen. Go check out the dish. And the dish. And the dish too. You can't forget about When's the, the dish. When's the next one coming out? Then you said. Couple weeks. Couple weeks. Yeah. Couple we'll weeks. See where we're going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. New one already out. If you haven't already yeah, seen yeah. it, it's. Oh yeah, it's new one. It just came out. Yeah. Perfect. So. Yeah. Thank you guys for sure. Thank you guys for being here. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that segment, and we're going to move into our calling segment. Here is your scouting. Our first call today is about the Super Bowl. So we got a pick for the Cincinnati Reds in the Super Bowl um, <laughs> 40, um, 54, Jesus, which is obviously um, <laughs> Peter's there. No secret. <laughs> and here's another call. quick about this one so year one of Jawan um, definitely looking to make the tournament expectations don't change really on that no matter what happens here uh, as far as ending Michigan sports in total um, we're on a pretty long streak of leading the Big Ten in national championships by like double digits so ending Michigan sports I don't really know about that um, you know we had a great 2019 between uh, baseball um, going to the World Series uh, basketball being present again in the last year, John Beeline. Um, it's been the worst. It's been the 2010s were definitely the worst decade in Michigan football history, um, but it was one of the best in Michigan basketball history. So it's definitely a lot more of a nuanced story than um, just what's been happening very, very lately. So, yep, that's the end of your scouting. Make sure to send in your questions for next week at 224-544-9330. And we're going to move into our last segment. Just wait till next week. So my just wait till next week is very, very simple. Looking forward to reacting to the Super Bowl. There's always so much going on between the game, um, the commercials. We already got the big um, news that Mr. Peanut passed away at the end of last year. People thought it was Charles Tillman at first. I'm like, you see the Bears Twitter when they, yeah. that was kind of, I was like, I saw that too. I'm like, oh my God, Charles Tillman. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think that was bad timing with tweet, but. I think I think planners is probably not very happy right now. Yeah, they had no idea how awful of a timing this this broadcast camp that this ad campaign was. Yeah, it was genius at the time, and then a couple of days later we got um, some pretty awful news. So I don't know. Yeah, what they're gonna do with that? Um, but yeah, that's that's going on. Who's doing halftime? Do you know who's doing halftime? Um, like, isn't it like Britney Spears and like? 
I think it was. I know Jennifer Lopez is for sure, but I didn't know if there was other people with oh, her. Shakira, Shakira, Shakira. That's what it was. Um, yeah, I don't know. Nothing interesting with. Nothing I really care too much about. <laughs> Let's see. But all we know is there'll be more commercial breaks than ever. It'll be a longer football game than any other football game. They make it longer every year. Yeah. Ever taking place. Um, you know, gotta love the NFL. So we'll see what happens with that. The biggest thing I'm looking forward to though is just getting back into the rhythm of things with the normal episode. It's just unfortunate that. Um, so many, you know, that, that the unfortunate news we got this week kind of disrupted everything yeah. else. So, um, looking forward to hopefully having a normal episode of Sports Scouts next week. Yeah, so we were going to talk about some college basketball. I mean, that was going to probably be the main thing. Illinois right. is just the, the resurgence of Illinois basketball. basketball, but because we really couldn't, because based off of, I mean, the, the tragic news we got, we had to divert to that, which, I mean, rightfully so. And so we, we will talk some more college basketball next week we'll get into i guess michigan even more if, if, if i mean i guess if they start winning again because they need they need wins now if they want to make the tournament so we'll get into them a little bit in the rest of the big 10 because that tournament that conference has just been so stacked this year joe and is projecting like 12 teams from that conference it's like seven more than any other ones so how yeah here, the big 10 is definitely the best basketball conference right now it's just yeah. insane it's reaching it all yeah so we'll talk that um nfl of course we'll recap the super bowl NBA, of course, with the All-Star game coming up, and we'll—I mean, I'm sure we'll talk more Kobe next week. There's just so many layers to this that we have to get, that we have to cover, and also Joey and I were talking about too that this episode is 2.4, which right. is just—I I mean, which is crazy because Kobe's number was 24, and um, he, had, he wore eight earlier in his career, but eight and 24 are the two numbers that are retired by the Lakers that he wore. So, I mean, and this, other, yeah, other franchises around the NBA are retiring. Yeah. And they're talking about possibly changing the logo. There's been like millions of people that have petitioned to change that. So I mean, of course, right now um, Jerry West is the guy that's on the cover, uh, is on the logo. But I mean, Jerry West is so close to Kobe Bryant. He was the guy that I mean brought him in from from the draft day trade from the Hornets to the Lakers. And I mean, I'm sure he would be one that would be more than willing to change. I mean, his his um, his face or I guess his body off that to put Kobe on there. So more to come on that. So. Yeah. Storylines with that. Hopefully, things will start to adjust back to normal here, and there'll be a lot of things to talk about. Yeah. So, so see you next week. Congrats for sticking through. Um, subscribe to listen. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. Give us a positive review. Um, rate us. Do all of that. Spread the word. Um, subscribe to watch on YouTube. Uh, finally, getting some video back on. Um, apologies for the video issues at the end of our opening segment, but. Uh, doing the best we can. Of course, read the Forest Scout. As I said, things are ramping back up, and we got more stories coming out soon. Yeah. So some more to come all across the board. So be ready. Lots of big things. So get ready for another week of Sports Scouts. And in the meantime, we'll keep on scouting. See you next week.